0: I heard you on the wires back in 52 Lying awake and tentative turning in on you If I was young it didn't stop you coming through What? They took the credit for your second symphony (coughs)
1: Rewritten by machine and new technology And now I understand the problems you can see
0: tell them video killed the radio star video, video killed, killed the, the radio star. star pictures came and it broke your heart
1: oh 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 and now we meet in an abandoned the studio did i just say we <laughs> meet in an abandoned studio <laughs> you tried to say that i'm so sorry jill oh my gosh
0: that's uh, not how we met <laughs> video killed <laughs> the
1: radio star get it radio radio host it did but it did give rise to the podcast star yeah it did welcome everybody Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts at Rock. It is the podcast that is about exchanging two, not one, not three, but Dose. two Duh. pieces of life-changing advice. Mm-hmm. Although every once in a while a guest tries to squeeze in another one. We're going to try and do this in about 30 minutes or so. That's right. Today's sponsor,
0: you're never going to believe it. Who it's is it? It's Slap Chop. Slap Chop. Now listen, you never need to switch blades. It chops up vegetables, nuts, mm. and fruits quickly and easily with every slap. The finer the food gets, it's easy to clean, it's dishwasher safe, it's Slap Chop available now for a limited time, nineteen ninety-five plus. Free shipping, Jim. Where do you get that thing? Uh
1: SlapChop.com. <laughs> Is that for real? <laughs> sure. Obviously this podcast is a great way to get some free weekly leadership but uh, listen you um, <laughs> you know to to get something a little bit meatier than that <laughs> I don't know. you want maybe maybe you want
0: to slice in and dice it up just a little <laughs> bit <laughs> just a little bit that leadership How can could come. you do that
1: <laughs> with slack chop it's perfect listen i'm kind of talking about certified rockstar mm-hmm. and if you show up for this thing you actually get a swag bag you're going to get copies of our book you're going to get some, uh, some <laughs> you're going to get a slap chop. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That one bonus some... <laughs> bag gets a slap chop. That's it. We can't afford for everybody to get <laughs> Let's one. Let's get serious. This is, if you haven't figured it out, is a, a specific training program we do. It's our culture and leadership experience. We actually have a half day, a full day, a multi day, and a virtual version. If you're interested in having Brand and I do something for your company, you got to go and check it out at certifiedrockstar.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do us a huge favor. Mm -hmm. If you like the show, honestly, just take a moment to just give us a five-star rating and a written review. Please. It doesn't take long. No. And it would mean a lot to us. It would. Wow, you're getting (laughs) angrier. Even a few words, uh, honestly, that would help us just grow the show. It helps in our analytics, and ultimately, we're going to raise a little bit more money for our philanthropic partner, who we?
0: Cannonball Kids Cancer. Support. We love those guys. We do. Uh, we support their fight for finding and funding treatment options for mm-hmm. kids who have run out of options. They are amazing. Their work is amazing. The research they support is amazing. Please go check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org.
1: And listen, we know how busy you are. You've got a lot of things happening in your life so and easy. grabbing some moments to step away uh-huh. and think about how can you make your life, whether it's slap personally, chop. professionally, <laughs> a little bit better. And let's just say you don't have a slap chop. Let's just say you're looking for something to add value to your life. We can yeah. help you do that. Mm-hmm. And you're probably doing two things at once. It doesn't really matter to, to us. That's cool. I mean, right now, you could be, I don't know, floating in an air balloon over Napa Valley. It's pretty high. Maybe you're pressure washing your driveway. Psst. Or maybe <laughs> maybe you're rolling a cigar in Havana. I can't. Which is what will be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to we're out. (laughs) Our guest today is a great friend of mine. It's Jill Heineck, who wears many professional hats. She's a rock star real estate agent. She is an executive relocation expert. She's now a keynote speaker and an author and a radio host in Atlanta. First off, Jill, welcome to Thoughts That Rock.
2: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Us too. I know we've been looking to to do this for a while. And, uh, you know, part of it is just you've got this crazy, awesome bio. And of course, you know, we will have everybody check that out in the show notes. We'll have a, a complete full biography, you know, but I really want to just pick out, I think, a couple cool highlights just because I know you personally. I know, you know, you're the founding partner of Keller Williams Southeast, but also the founder of Heineken Company. Which is Jill's own real estate practice, and I think in both of those roles she focuses on luxury residential and commercial properties. But she's also the leading authority on corporate relocations, and and Jill and I have had a lot of conversations around that. In fact, you know she uses the term lifestyle transition, which uh, we can talk about as well. And uh, she's been lucky enough to be on. On the radio, with this radio show called Radio X, which I was lucky enough to be a part of, and she focuses on customer experience and you know Kathleen Wood and I were up there about a year and a half ago, and that was just you know a lot of fun, you know again, to be transparent. I've known Jill probably for about fifteen years now. I met her at a hospitality conference, and just we've always supported each other's ventures and so you know, one thing I thought you would like to know, Brant, she grew up in Cape Cod. So right in your backyard. Oh, so she's wicked smat. I wicked. love that. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, so I love this. And I'm just going to recommend, Jim, after her first name, you have to pause yes. for just a second. Cause, or Because what you said was Heineken Company. Yes. Which sounds like Heineken beer oh yes like that's the beer true. company that's so true i was like wait a minute she invented beer if she too? was the founder of that she would not be spending time <laughs> with like, us <laughs> right now to heck with all of these other accomplishments she founded heineken
1: why is she on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> that is funny i hadn't even thought about that do you I, get that jill i didn't
2: uh, yes
1: yeah, all the time I <laughs> that's guess. like me getting brant menswear yes every two people Oh, is there another way to say it right. yeah well <laughs> There's one way to illustrate it. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable right now. You should. We're in the same room, Jill. And you're number one, just so you know. <laughs> but I'm bummed. I love that. Jill, we are thrilled that you're here. And Listen, uh, you've listened to a lot of the episodes, and we thank you for that. You know that we don't do the traditional interviewing style. We're not going to go into the whole background like we said. We hope that everybody checks out your bio in the show notes. We're going to get right to the heart of the matter and really just – try and soak up your knowledge from this awesome piece of advice. What is your thought that rocks?
2: Thoughts that rock number, number one. My thought is establish boundaries.
0: Jill, I've been trying to do this with Jim for no, the better no. part. Here we decade. go. I can't wait. been waiting. waiting for this guest. I cannot <laughs> wait for you to expand on this thought. Please, please, can you, can you tell us where this sort of came from for you?
2: Yeah, so um, in 1998 is when I got into the real estate industry, and I mentored under a seasoned agent who um, wanted to show me the robe. She was an amazing teacher, and um, she, and the funniest thing is that she would say to me a lot of the times, do as I say, not as I do. Now, we all grew up with our parents saying that, um, but this really and truly applied because at that moment in her career, she had been answering her phones 24 7 answering well and her beeper because those were the days <laughs> right. um and she was in this situation where you know her family never saw her she didn't really do much outside of her her job so to speak and um she was almost like you know um this wheel you know she kept, just kept going around and around and around and she said you know my biggest piece of advice to you is to you know, establish some boundaries on the front end with your clients and just give your family the knowledge that these are the hours that you're going to be working so that you can dedicate your time wisely to whatever you're focused on at the moment. She said, I, I haven't done this well and uh, and I'm paying for that. Hmm. So I learned that that was the first thing I learned.
0: That's amazing. And I, I think it's so important, especially, especially in real estate, because- you know everybody wants you when they want you and not necessarily during the business hours that are appropriate they want to see that house at sunday night at you know 9:30 at night and <laughs> can't you just show me this right now mm-hmm. and so it, how hard was it for you to actually stay true to these boundaries first of all were you able to set these boundaries and second of all how did you sort of stay true to them
2: I think initially it was a challenge. I mean, I was young and I was hungry and very excited about establishing myself as a go-to resource in real estate. And um, so that I would say was difficult. But, you know, back then um, I feel like, you know, I I was single and um, so my time was a little bit differently spent. Mm -hmm. So it was a little easier for me to be more flexible with time. But, you know, and that's also before... You know, the web was a huge tool and technology on our phones was a huge tool for real estate. So um, it was a little bit easier to have um, stricter boundaries as we've kind of moved on. And I'm 22 years in the business now and life has changed a lot over the last eight to 10 years in real estate. um, You have to be you have to really stay true to the boundaries that you set. And um, I think it's been actually easier. Hmm. (laughs) now um even though it feels like you have all access all hours yeah um it's been a lot easier for me and 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 i and i appreciate the fact that i've had that kind of in the back of my mind for all these years that at some point i have to you know turn my phone off turn it over and focus on the present and um So it has become a little bit easier for me, particularly as as I become more seasoned in my business.
1: I think this so I'm glad you asked the question, Brant, because honestly I feel like real estate is the one industry where that this would be one of the toughest things to do because, you know, in all the work that we've done and, and probably any real estate agent that I know, they're so addicted to the sale. You know they're mm-hmm. so addicted to being on call, sort of like the Uber driver, right? You you could turn on the app or you could turn it off if you're a driver, and a lot of them will just have it on all the time. You could totally step away, but you you know it's FOMO, right? It's the fear of missing wow. out. So not only are are they wanting the sale and and the possibility that comes with that, but then the client perhaps you I don't know you might have some chatty you know Cathys or Jims out there where they've just got so many questions, so many. Requests. And now, on top of that, you've taken on perhaps too many clients. You know, and this is a problem I think for me in my world, I've always, you know, I think I take on way more than I can handle. I mean, it, it always seems to work itself out. I'm pretty good at prioritizing, but I know for a fact I bite off way more than, than I can chew. I would think this would be really tough in the real estate industry. If you're an agent and you're hungry, Um, you know, not literally, but, you know, Mm -hmm. you you literally are trying to figure out a way, how can I get more, but yet establish some boundaries? How, you know, do you think this is pretty prevalent in the real estate industry, even though you've done a pretty good job with that?
2: Yes. Um, It's very competitive, particularly in my market, but, you know, typically in the time of COVID now, where um, inventory levels are at, at an all time low, and, you know, every agent with an opportunity is, you know, kind of scrapping and, and answering the phone at all hours so that they, you know, don't miss out on an opportunity, like you said. But, um, you know, I've had to, and again, particularly during this time, kind of step away. Um, it's, it's hard not being in the field 24 seven. I mean, I can only drive around so much and not be able to actually get into property. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. so, um, you know, we've made it a point um, to uh, kind of get out of town for a couple of days a month, and we're just making that a recurring That's awesome. thing. And what has happened is that a couple of um, prospects um, have called me while I've been out of town. And it's just, you know, as much as I want to serve and, and help them, um, I had to, had to be true to myself and take that time away. so, That's so good. Um, so, you know, some of this is lost opportunity. And, um, but at the end of the day, I need to take care of myself. I'm no good to my current clients and future prospects if I'm not taking care of myself. And it's, it's not just, you know, take a break from work, but it's, you know, mental health, emotional health. And, um, you know, I'm much fresher and um, I think I'm much more productive um, when I step back into, you mm-hmm. know, the role of your realtor.
0: Yeah. Well, it's almost counter cultural because you're sort of at least for me it seems like we're all being romanced by these bravo television shows of Mm -hmm. million dollar listing and you know we we see this made for tv sort of uh show that that is highlighting some of the worst things (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you have to deal with as as a realtor and Mm -hmm. at the same time you're sitting there saying well actually I'm, i'm not I'm not going to go and and try to make this deal at the last second with this when I've got, you know, it's it's just out of my comfort zone from where I'm at and I mm-hmm. need to stay committed over here. And mm-hmm. so, I think you're right as you get a little bit older and you've been in this business for a couple decades now, you've you've sort of have you've earned the right to take mm-hmm. a step back, but for these young hustlers, man, it it's really hard to sort of watch this In front of our eyes, and have them feel like this is who they should be, right? This is how Mm -hmm. they should be pursuing it, and in Mm -hmm. fact, they're practicing all the wrong things for Mm -hmm. a uh, any sort of longevity in the business, right?
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I would agree with that. I think that um, you know, my mindset coming into it was that I'm going to be handling somebody's typically somebody's, you know, only largest asset that they'll have, whether they, you know, this is the only one that they buy from me or, you know, several down the line. It's still one of the largest investments ever. And I never wanted to be in a situation where I was responsible for screwing it up. Mm -hmm. So I spent, instead of spending the first year as a licensed realtor, trying to be rookie of the year and churning and burning out a million units. I spent the year mentoring under a seasoned agent who was willing to teach me the ropes and let me absorb like a sponge everything she was doing as a corporate relocation expert, um, how she talked to clients, how she talked to people on the phone, how she was prospecting, and really how she conducted herself. And that was really what I dedicated. So my first year was just about learning. And, you you know, I was just in this in the mindset that I'm not making money this year, I'm, um, I'm -hmm. gaining expertise. Yeah. And so, and I was also in my late twenties. So a lot of, um, my counterparts were going to be my clients and they were just kind of embarking on that part of that phase of their lives. So I wanted to be in a position where they'd come back to me over and over again once they, you know, got engaged and then got married and then hopefully not (laughs) divorce, but that has (laughs) happened. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, things of this nature. So that that was just kind of how I approached it. But not everybody does. I mean, there were several rookies of the year where they were selling, you know, 50 or 100 homes their first year of being licensed. You know, I think that's incredible. I just, I know how much work that is. Yeah. I know how many things can be missed when you do that, Yeah. Um, particularly when you don't know the ropes that well. So I just, for me, it was more I wanted to build my business organically and little and slowly. So that I could just, you know, gain um, all the knowledge that I could possibly at each stage of my career and be able to advise and guide appropriately.
0: Yeah, it's like professional sports where where you come out of college and you go to play for a a team who has a superstar at the position that Mm -hmm. you play and you get a chance to sort of be under their tutelage for a year or two before you have to perform or be are expected Mm -hmm. to perform at Mm any particular level and if you go back and you look at some of these quarterbacks who you know whether it's Aaron Rodgers who was you know under Brett Favre Favre, right mm -hmm. or you've got Garoppolo under Brady I'm like these are people who who go out and actually benefit in the long term from Correct. learning the the discipline of what it takes to be great for a long period of time and it's it's a is it a luxury these days to find that do you find realtors who are successful willing to mentor?
2: you know I found a small group um, and I've also in addition to finding a small group like we have in our uh, office, we have a group of um, seasoned agents who have opted to take on uh, rising, you know, stars um, in our office who are really dedicated to to learning the business well, putting in systems that are going to make them successful. And those are the people that our senior, you know, kind of um, our productive our production council, so to speak, are, are grooming these agents. And you know, it's really. Excellent to see um, when you're running a high-level business and you see, you know, you're taking time out of your day to help another agent um, who you see potential in. I mean, that's really special. And that's, you know, what I've loved about being a part of of Keller Williams for literally most of my career. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just been helping us establish and grow us up and teach us how to be business people before we become realtors. Because at the end of the day, you're running a business. And you need to treat it like such. And secondarily, you happen to be specialized in the real estate industry. Um, But outside of all of that, you're a lead generator. So you need to understand what that means. So um, it's really special to see seasoned agents who are willing to do that. We also created different masterminds um, around the country where, you know, for example, if you're specializing in commercial real estate or luxury real estate or second home you know, second homes. There's a mastermind for each of these within our company that you can be a part of, and um, it makes such a difference when you know you're you're an entrepreneur. You might have a team, um, like I do at Heineken Company, but. It's really great to be able to kind of have a board, so to speak, or a council of other like-minded, high-minded agents who are also running high-level teams where you can bounce these ideas off of. And, you know, a lot of them are doing, you know, more production than I am Mm -hmm. and more power to them. And this is – I can learn from them as well and maybe glean a nugget or two that I can apply to my business. So it's happening at all levels, and it's really special, and I think it's really – it's really um, a testament to the growth of uh, Keller Williams brand.
1: Well, and it's no accident that you're always at the top of the list, you know, when it comes <laughs> to your market. I mean, when you think like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, we know real estate, I guess each individual brand and a group of brokers are going to be different, but mm-hmm. it is a cutthroat business. And if somebody, yeah. like you just said, if somebody's doing, you know, performing better, or making more sales or whatever, You'd have some people that would be completely freaking out. I mean, it was just, you know, I think this mentality that you have, you know, is the reason why you are the way you are. And it's not because you've got other income coming in. It's just this is how you operate. And I think, you know, it goes back to your thought with establishing boundaries. You're okay to say, how much is enough? Well, you know, right. you're at, you're at that season point if you, since you're using that word. You know, you're at the point where you want to be able to give back mm-hmm. and help other people and there's something really really rewarding about that. I was just thinking, you know, personally for me a few years ago I went through this uh personal exercise and I've shared this on the show a couple of times. You know, I just purged all activities and any negative relationships that honestly didn't contribute to my mission, it didn't contribute to my core values or or any ultimate well-being, and I guess maybe my question would be: You know, you you talked about this idea of maybe getting away every once in a while, maybe turning off your phone. Have you ever gone through an, an exercise where you've written down or really put down, um, you know, this list of what those boundaries would be? Like, here's how I'm going to actually make sure that I don't get caught in the thick of thin things.
2: Yes, and so. I would say that my daily exercise is first and foremost to review my um, monthly goals. And um, I look at those every morning before I look at anything on my phone. And that just kind of gets me in the mindset that what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? I'm not, you know, a slave to the business. The business is a means to an end, And, you know, my business is by design. And that is, the, that is one of the things that attracted me to Keller Williams was that they promoted um, their structure as, look, you can be anything you want to be. We're just going to help support you however you want to structure your life and your business. We're going to give you the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. So you can have an 80-person team like uh, several of them do and have expansion teams throughout the world, or you can be one agent with one assistant and do 30, 40 deals a year on that's your that's your gig, so I think that um, for me it's just been about staying true to my life goals. And of course, over twenty two years, they have changed much. Unfortunately, I've been through three bouts of cancer; the most recent one this month. So, oh, it's wow, been, didn't know that. It's just been kind of, um, you know, I kind of look and those boundaries. You know, going back to boundaries, they do they do adjust, you know, accordingly. Um, but I think it, you know, I want to be true to, you know, stay true to my, like you said, values and Mm -hmm. my values are, I I don't want to work 24 seven. And I also don't want to work with toxic people. Yeah. And the beauty of having, you know what I mean? And you've, you've been in the business a long time and you kind of establish your roots, you establish your, your business, and then you establish your boundaries and you say, you know what? I work for myself because then that means I can work with whom I choose. Yeah. And I built my business to a point where, if I decide or opt out of a business relationship, it's not going to affect me. Yeah. And and that is that is a huge blessing, and that is a, and that also is something that I have strived for, you know, since the beginning of my business. So um, that helps me stay in tune. And in fact, I've had to let go of a business relationship um, today.
1: Oh man, and bummer.
2: That, that has been um, kind of weighing on me. And I had to establish the boundary with this client and say, you know what? I think I, think I need to refer you to a better person for this situation. Yeah. May I make a recommendation?
1: You, you had mentioned earlier, um, you know, again, or, or I was really talking about all the things that you're involved with. In addition to your real estate business, are you still doing a lot of corporate relocations? Is that a part of Heineck and company?
2: Yes. So, ironically, like after the first couple of weeks of COVID, um, after people kind of figured out we were kind of settled into this situation, and in here in Georgia, we're deemed essential. So, we were still working. We just didn't know what that was going to look like. Shortly thereafter, the 14th or 15th day of COVID, my phone began to blow up and I was relocating people from. Florida, Chicago, um, Connecticut, New York, Denver, uh, with jobs to Atlanta, which ironically, Mm. nobody knew what was going to happen with work (laughs) at that time. But um, these were not necessarily initiated by their companies. They reached out to me as a result of other executives that had referred me to them.
1: Mm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, congrats. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but I
2: would say that overall, corporate-wise, um, relocations have certainly slowed down Yeah. Um, as a rule, but um, they have not quit completely.
0: Well, you know, I think this whole concept of sort of establishing these boundaries, which has helped you grow the business, really – sort of leads into what we wanted to share with you today from our side because it's sort of that next level thought process. And uh our thought that rocks this week, Jill, is this. It comes from Anne Lamont, uh of author, or as they say in, in Canada, Anne Lamont. Um but uh her thought is this step Rock number two No is a complete sentence. And I'm in love. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the rest of the quote actually says, uh, it's given me this tremendous sense of power and I'm a little drunk on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that as you've sort of talked about establishing boundaries, I would imagine that you've had to become an expert at saying no. Um, and just like you have, told us, uh, of this relationship, even today that you've had to look at, there comes a time where you have got to learn to just say no. And, and if it's to me, I think people feel like they have to justify it when they say no, but this idea that no is a, is a complete sentence and you don't have to justify a thing, mm-hmm. um, is really a powerful stance to take control of your life. Have you found yourself, um, in these positions where you've had to say no, maybe more often than not?
2: Um, no, I would say it's not quite as often. Th- thankfully, um, I've been really fortunate to be around um, and referred to excellent um, referral partners and clients and prospects. So it's it, it doesn't happen very often. Um, I've just been you know, been of the mindset. And again, uh, one of our core values with Keller Williams is win, win or no deal. And that means win, win for me too. It's not just about the client. It has to be for me too. And when I'm going on um, a listing consult or a buyer consult, I, I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. Mm. Um, and sometimes you, you know, just like when you're in, you know, in an HR and you, you uh, hire somebody and you have that 90 day trial, sometimes you just don't know until you're actually in the throes of working with someone. If it's a match, or not and Mm -hmm. and there are just a handful of times where it just has not been so um you know I have to think win-win or no deal it needs to be a win-win you know am I going to be able to do my job effectively working with this person and if I'm not then I need to say with the I need to be willing to walk away either at the front end of this you know relationship or in the middle or in the back end like I am okay walking away with it uh, from it and not being attached to the outcome so you see you were talking earlier about you know a lot of hungry young agents trying competing with so many other realtors in the marketplace and worrying about missing out on opportunity and a lot of that has to do with you know not having money or one needing to make money or having these really lofty goals which mm-hmm. I really respect yeah but at some point you have to be okay with you know if you if that you need to be okay with getting out of a toxic relationship and and walking away from the money. And then when you say no to one opportunity, you're saying yes to so much more.
0: Yeah. I, I And
2: that's been my mindset.
0: I have t- so much respect for people who can sort of put themselves in these scenarios. I, so I love everything about how, you know, helping people find a house or uh-huh. designing a house or the, you know, how you're going to, to live in this space. I, you know, there was a part of me at one time that thought I would love to, to be in real estate in some way, shape or form. And then like, I started watching these shows and like, and then I know friends who are realtors and, and, you know, if I walked into a house and somebody walked in and immediately went, ugh, the, this wallpaper, I I can't even, I can't even deal with it. I I don't want to see another thing. I would be like, no, (laughs) there's my complete sentence. No, I am not working with you ever again. I can't, deal with people who don't have vision and and to be so distracted by something as ridiculous as wallpaper or color paint color on the wall and they it just throws off their whole thing or you know i can't come this you know the fireplace is facing northwest and everybody knows it should be facing and i'm like come on this is ridiculous
1: but you don't have to worry about brand coming into real estate you do not
0: yeah or if you want to really do the opposite side. If you've got a, a disgruntled client that you want me to set straight, I got no problem with. He's that. good at that. I'm really good at that. That's my one of my That's spiritual One of my spiritual gifts. Um, but uh, you know, I feel like where you you haven't had to say no. I think at the same time you you have chosen to say no to things that may have taken you away from some of the other goals that you have in your life that maybe aren't business focused. Right. And I mm-hmm. think that that's, again, that, that wisdom comes with experience and, and when you are young and hungry and you're trying to make money and you've got to make rent and you're, you've got three, you've got three roommates and you're living off a of ramen and it's like, <laughs> you've got so many things going on that sort of establishing boundaries and learning to say no becomes so crucial. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the younger that we learn that, the better our, you know, our late 20s, early 30s become, especially when you go to start a family, right? Because those Mm -hmm. sorts of things really lead to establishing some good habits that... Now you're now when you're responsible for a family and not just yourself. Um, That's right. Those things carry a little bit more weight. I know, Jim, you've experienced that too. I mean, when in, in the training part, when you were first with Hard Rock, you know, you're you're sort of nose down doing all this stuff, but all of a sudden, you know, you, you have kids and and you've got a family, and and it's like you can't just bury yourself uh, at uh, work all the time and expect things to you know, to, to be okay on both sides, both personally and professionally, how have you, I'm curious, Jim, how have you sort of learned to say no? Because I know you as someone who likes to say
1: yes to, I do to everything. Yes. You know, I think, well, first off I'm a planner and I do like to prioritize things and I can get to a point that I'll focus on the most important. I would say it was better when I was working for a company than I am as sort of a, you know, free floating entrepreneur because you can pick and choose. And all of a sudden I have procrastinated from time to time. But I've now learned to say no, really, because it goes back to Jill's thought. I mean, I have I know that you have to establish boundaries and there's a lot of steps that come with that. But one of those is you've got to be able to say no. Now, I probably haven't been as good as just saying full stop, end of sentence. I probably added to it. Here's the reason why. And I think over time you learn that you really don't need to do that. And I think part of it is because I think we overestimate people's displeasure at hearing no, yes. you know, I, it, it turns out it's really not that big of a deal. A lot of people are like, okay, that's cool. And they move on. Right. Where you almost feel guilty. Yes. You're the one when you're saying no to someone. Cause you're like, you know, I'm going to let my friend down. You know, I, I don't want people to think that I probably can't do this thing. Um, Oh my gosh. Again, it's, it's fear of missing out. It's all of those things that come with it. But honestly, you have to do it or else you will get swallowed up with all of these other things by saying yes to people. So there is something strategic about having to sit back and go, I'll do that because it does fit my core values. Yes, it's going to take more time for a friend or you know a philanthropic movement or whatever, but I'm willing to do it because it was part of something that was important to me anyway. Other than that, nope, it's got to take a back burner or else – You you never get to the sweet stuff. You never get to nirvana of the things that you actually want to work on.
2: That's right. And I think, again, going back to when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to so much else that you're also saying yes to yourself. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest uh, lesson that I have learned is, you know, I... I'm not tied to anybody. I mean, I, I love the opportunity to be able to, you know, kind of give somebody a vision on, um, you know, how the the marketing and sale process is going to be and they can understand, you know, what their role is, what my role is. I love being able to get into that whole strategy of how we're going to market and sell your property and how we're going to help you make this a seamless process. But if I'm getting the energy that, you know, we're already butting heads and I'm okay with saying, you know what? Um, I have so enjoyed meeting you. I actually have a couple of partners that I'd love to <laughs> refer you to for this opportunity. I think they might be a better fit for you. Yeah. And, you know, it took Smart. a long time to get there, you know, because again, to your points, like, I don't want to let anybody down. I want to fulfill my goals of, you know, um, you know, making a certain amount of money or selling a certain amount of homes because every year we all have goals. But at the end of the day, I realized that, um, my life isn't tied to those. Yeah. yeah. I have to have them because that's the kind of person I am, Yeah. but that my life is not, um, going to end either way.
1: Yeah. Well, so it's, it's part of self care. I mean, you said it correct. best earlier, you've got to take some time for yourself and, you know, correct. sometimes doing nothing or relaxing or, or figuring out what's the right balance between all this professional stuff you're doing and your personal life or, You know, I, to, to be transparent too. every once in a while, I love being alone. And I think people that are in relationships around family, sometimes I just got to get away and do some things on my own. And I think saying no is just one of those things that, again, I'm not being flip about it. I'm sure there are some people that have no problem just saying no, they don't ever do any, you know, they will never say yes to anything. I'm talking about people (laughs) that take on more than, than their fair share. Um, that that is. But you're a, part... a lot
2: like me, Jim. You're a lot like me in that you know you just want to do well. You want to you know exceed people's expectations. You really care about them. And I think when you go the extra mile in that vein, um, it 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 takes a little bit more thought before just saying flat out no. And yeah. that that is that's for me. I mean, trust me when I say that when I have to when I know it's right for me to terminate a relationship, it is not without days and hours of agonizing over it no because doubt. I don't want to let myself down. I'm, I'm not a quitter. You know, I'm not that kind of person. And so it's very difficult for me to like, okay, I have to re- remind myself you establish these boundaries for a reason. Yeah. And this is one of them. And if you're going to agonize daily about this particular project, then it is not good for anybody involved in, the t- in, the t- in it. So, in, including, you know, the people I come home to. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I really do have to think about that. And um, and so I, I really feel fortunate that I have the flexibility to do so as a business owner. I don't have to work with anyone. Yeah. That I don't feel like it's a good match for my values.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I'm just, you know, I'm trying to figure out, should I say something to him on the air or should <laughs> I do it <laughs> offline? That's the only, the only well, thing. <laughs>
2: I could tell you what
1: to do there. I'm sure where, where, uh, where can people get a hold of you, Jill? If they want to, you know, just stay in touch with you or, or, you know, sort of follow along in the things that, that you're involved in, where, where should we send people?
2: Well, that, that's great. Thanks for asking. Um, well, I, I am active on Instagram, on the gram at Jill Heineck Holmes is my handle there. And I also, as you mentioned earlier, um, We um, air a show called Customer Experience Radio, where we talk all about um, how to deliver a superior customer service in all different industries, and that is that handle on Instagram is at CX Radio Atlanta, and you can also go to customerexperienceradio.com if you want to check out the show page there. And um, we also are at HeinekenCompany.com, and that's a lot about how to buy and sell uh, Atlanta real estate with us, and a little bit about our corporate relocation program, and how we can assist companies in that.
1: That's great. Yeah, and I, I love your website, by the way. I mean, you've got a lot of good video clips on there. And, you know, I'm not kidding. I think Kathleen and I, we still talk about how much fun when we were coming up and doing the in-person,
2: you know, mm-hmm. interviews
1: of just spending time with you in uh, in the studio. That was a lot of fun. So I, I do encourage people to check out your, uh, your Radio X show. Listen, we can't thank you enough. I mean, this has been great, and I'm hoping... You know, this goes beyond, you know, real estate and relocations. I'm hoping that people grasp a, a few nuggets out of it. But uh, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. You're
1: thanks. Such you. a rock star. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. All right, bye-bye.
0: Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode.
1: Yeah. And if you're interested in having Brandt or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughts.rock.com. Until next time, rock on. on.